Alright, let's do this. Here we go. Hey, toy family. <laughs> Welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. And I'm George Gaspar. And let's get this over with. Teresa texted me and she says, let's make this quick. In and out. Right, I said, well, let's make it snappy. Make it snappy. What's the rush? You got big plans tonight? You going out? Hitting the town? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's totally what's happening. Well, then what's no, the rush? I, uh, I got a shower and I got to go to bed. Why do you wait to do all this stuff? In t- yeah. Do all this stuff before we get going on the podcast. No, you don't realize I'm sacrificing shower time now to be here on the phone with you all. What people don't know is we were supposed to start 17 minutes ago, but Teresa decided to book all of her designer con stuff at the beginning of the show. So she was on Hotels.com and booking her flight. So now we're 17 minutes delayed because you couldn't get your shit done in time. It wasn't. George was driving at the beginning. He wasn't even on right away. So don't give it all to me. It's it's okay. George lives in L.A. I'll let him slide. I know what traffic's like out there. You've been home for the past three hours. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I walked Bailey, we got back, and then I knew the, the sites I buy from, they have a sale right now, and I wanted to take advantage, and I get scared to hit the button on non-refundable things, so it's it's a process. But I'm officially booked for Decon, so it's exciting. Congratulations. Gary, are you booked? I'm booked, yep. Oh, wow, I was, I was expecting a now. <laughs> no, I'm good to go. I'm ready. You booked, you know, George? Uh, no. Hmm. Do you, do you even need to book? No. No. That's not that. I have to say, this is expensive. I, last year, flew into John Wayne, the Santa Ana or SNA or whatever it is, and, uh, I couldn't do that this year. It was way too pricey, so going to LAX, hopefully it works out. I know it's further away, but it's what I had to do. It'll be fine. Yeah, there's there's shuttles that go out to Disneyland all the time. There's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I like convenience, but I'm excited. It's all booked. Now I'm now I'm all ready to start getting into that decon zone. Start You're hearing saving your money now. Yeah, maybe we should reach out to Ben. Get a designer con update episode or something. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Let's George, we actually ended up recording last week. Where were you? Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> kind of forgot to tell. <laughs> we didn't, didn't forget per se. Yeah, I got I got the little text from you guys. Uh, what was it yesterday? And said, "Hey, don't forget to listen to the episode we recorded without you and didn't tell you about." <laughs> it was completely yeah. impromptu. I wanted to call. I have not talked to Teresa in about a month. She's been. You know, so we haven't even been texting or DM like we usually do. It's just been quiet. So I'm like, I should probably reach out and actually do, you know, call. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's let's record this call. So that's that's kind of what happened. I don't know, Gary, because uh, when I listened to the episode, because I did that because I wasn't on it, you said that you set it up Friday night with Teresa to record Saturday morning. So at least there was a, <laughs> a good 12 hours of, hey, George, you are you going to be in on this one? Sorry. Okay. What? Well, wait, well, a little. Uh, hold on. That's okay. George has no mojo. George has no. What was all the rest Not of the stuff? Not all. No. <laughs> well, you start I did listen more. to the episode, and I'm glad I wasn't there because I, w- I had no idea what anybody was talking about. There was a lot of Labubu things, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of names and and sounds. 
Did you um did you hear the beginning our uh, idea for you to 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 get a uh a episode all wrapped around anything and everything you want to talk about and understand? Yeah, we can uh we could do that and then I can sit here and talk about Glios and you know, I'll throw in a Chris Reiniak or two because I'm still down with that. <laughs> there won't be a, there won't be a single Labubu in my episode, I guarantee it. <laughs> That is so Teresa. If she says Ryaniac anymore, it's five dollars in the pot, and it's the same for me. Lil Boo Boo, it's got to go. Uh, for now on, especially be... since you're not even a collector, you have one. True. You don't even deserve to talk about him. Going forward, it will be the L word. I do have to say though, it kind of sucks to listen to this podcast unless you're at a computer or available to like be on your phone because like. I wanted to see all the stuff you guys were talking about and I can't, like I was driving, so I couldn't do anything about it. And then by the time I get home, I forget. I was like, what was that X T nine G? I was like, what was the thing? I got to remember that. Right. I see what that figure is. So yeah, man, this is well, really a podcast that you need a you need to keep a computer around for. Well, I do spend a lot of time compiling links. So in the show notes through Podbean or Facebook, or wherever you're watching, if you're like, if you just have your phone out, if you're on in there and you go to the show notes there are links so you can easily click as you go but yeah if you're listening while you're driving it's probably difficult so. yeah it's not a good driving podcast it turns out it's not a good podcast at all well you know I, I wasn't gonna say that but i can agree <laughs> you too you get rid of that negative nancy attitude <laughs> are we gonna turn there it around is- today <laughs> yeah oh let's turn God. it around let's start talking about some toys <sighs> you too are we going to change anything up, Teresa? I saw on the dock, you did a great job on doing some Wait prep minute, notes is this, here. Is this where you guys get rid of me? Not, no, not yet. <laughs> yeah. You're good. You're good for George. now. We have some uh, emails out, though, George. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. No, but we were talking about changing up some things. Maybe talking about some show segments. Maybe, you know... My, my Talk, highlight idea? Talking about some artists we haven't talked about, getting back to that history thing, talking about a toy in history. We haven't figured it all out, but that's some stuff that maybe at some point we need to start implementing. I don't know if we're getting stagnant, what people want, we don't know. Just introducing new things. So I don't know if you want to do that tonight, or is this something we want to plan for going forward? Well, so my thought was, I mean, in the, in the past, right, we had the Lease and Sneak Peek segment that we'd kind of kick off the show with. And I feel like we kind of already just fully integrate that in the show. So if there's something that we saw that we want to talk about, it's just folded in. So I thought instead we could try a new segment to kick off the episodes. Called, I just called it Highlight of the Week. The thought was um, we could just use the beginning of an episode to highlight any kind of, I guess, news we've seen. So if um, someone has announced they're going to have a gallery show or someone just launched a Kickstarter, um, like you said, that, you know, this day in history, trying to bring back, you know, highlighting something that happened 10 years ago or whatever. Cause I, you all like last episode when you brought up that train toy rolling stock, is that what it was? Mm -hmm. But like, I hadn't even heard of that. So I think you all have more history than me. So being able to bring up something that, existed 10 years ago and talk on that a little bit could be fun. There's not, I think it's going to be dependent upon obviously what's happening week by week as far as what we can talk about. But I do think we could highlight um, a few shows if you want in our highlight of the week. Go for it. You got some shows in mind? Well, 
there are actually two shows that open, uh, I believe it was last weekend. So it's their August shows. And one was um, a Sofubi show called, good God, Sofi, Saw, gosh, I'm off my game, Gary. <laughs> Sofi Battle. So they partnered with Rampage Toys to pull together um, a lot of different uh, soft vinyl artists, Devil Robots, Rampage Toys, Art Junkie. And so if you were to go look, it's kind of that traditional sort of Sofubi stuff. And then they also did a solo show with the Mexican-based sculptor and illustrator, Mr. Mitote. Is it Mitote? Mitote? Mitote. He's Mexican. So yeah, that would be Mitote. Mitote. With um, some you know, different sculpts, uh, like customs. Uh, there's still some pieces available from both of them. And yeah, it's yeah. some cool stuff. I saw the Mr. Matote ones and that guy's phenomenal. He's one of these, he has a very distinct style. So you instantly know it's him, but he's also one of these sculptural customizers who mainly works on Mondays and Dunnies from what I recall. And I think that's what all the pieces in the solo show that he did for Clutter is all Mondays and Dunnies. And two of them are really nice. They're sitting in these, I think it was two. We're sitting in these um, little wooden cars he designed as well. So he's exceptionally talented and uh, nice to see him have a custom show. But you mentioned there was two shows in the soft vibe battle battle one. I'm looking through this now. That's really nice stuff too. There's a piece. Have you seen um, my favorite piece from that show is this King Picara. It's like a three headed llama on two feet with wings. It's kind of like a, what is the like, Three-headed monster that Hercules fights. Chimera. No, oh, no, um, Hydra. I guess, like the snake thing or whatever. It's like a, or like the Hydra or whatever. It's like a llama heads instead of snake heads, and it's got wings like a Pegasus. But it's actually, it's like weird, but also super adorable at the same time. You still there, George? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think this is why okay. we don't talk shows. It's kind of hard to describe to the listeners. Well, I will send you the links, George, so that you can look at them. Actually, no one's driving right now because they're going to be mad they can't see it. (laughs) No, the King Picara by Art Junkie, though, that's it's not the first time that 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 toy has been out there. They just happened to do some one of a kind. Um, paint jobs, like one-off paint jobs on them for the show. So one-off customs. Yeah, I've seen that toy for, it seems like a few years now, but um, are you sure? It's, is it Art Junkie who did it or was it? I thought right? it was Art Junkie. Okay. No, this is my bad. I'm, I'm misreading this. I also saw that, I guess Rampage just did a, a custom spray on it. Now you got me questioning. Say we shouldn't, we can't talk soft final stuff. We don't know what we're talking about. Well, we need to. We need to be expansive gary we have to cover our bases now you've i've now i'm going to clutter real quick double check i'm sure you're right art junkie i'm oh wait yeah the artist's name is shinichiro aj kato art junkie tokyo okay that's the artist's name. There you go. You also you may have seen some of their other stuff, like um, the three-eyed Kong cat. No idea. The little dude with the poop head. These aren't ringing a bell. I need to look at this link again. You are 
just don't know anything. I at least know those. Oh, don't act like you know. If I say Concat, you would have no idea what it was. I, I do know what Concat is. It's the, it's the three-eyed cat. I You've never heard of Concat? No. I'm seeing it for the first time. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah, you Man, have I am cutting this v- out. They, this is terrible. They did a VAG series. All right. Well, let's just continue <laughs> going down the path. That was a nice. Talk- that was a nice try at a new segment, though. But that was a fail. All right. Well, I'm just gonna sit back, go on mute, and let you leave the show, Gary. <laughs> no, it's good. But we do, we talked about a show that none of us follow any of this sort of stuff. The whole point was to try to talk about stuff we don't typically talk about, and. I had to throw together these notes and without any help and <laughs> I'm just going to go on mute and you bring oh. up whatever you want to bring up. Oh man. Wow, it's getting rough in here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we could redo it and just mention the long head. Oh, it needs to stay in all of that. Uh, here, how about I'll bring a Kickstarter to you guys that has some things in it that might be toy related. Might be. Well, I, I mean, it's it's a game, but there's little pieces that I think Teresa might actually like. The little pieces. Great. We're okay. off to a great start. <laughs> I want to hear about the toy pieces. <laughs> Continue, George. Uh, it's, a, it's called uh, Mokuru Card Game by JF. That's the title. You got to uh, spell that. If you want to look it up, you can look up M-O-K-U-R-U. Mokuru Card Game. And it's got this little, like... Uh, there's a little game piece that you kind of like flip around the table and do little tricks with. That's supposed to be like how you play the game. There's cards that tell you what trick you have to do. And if you can pull it off, you win a little big, your guy moves or whatever, but it comes with these five little characters that are really like super cute. Yeah. They look like the little Dharma guys, right? Yeah. They're like the little guy that you draw the eye on. Like you get one eye when you get it and you draw the other eye later, but these guys have all their eyes. I don't know what you mean by you can get the eye with one eye and draw it on later. You never saw those figures from Japan? Those, like, it's like, it's some kind of, I don't remember what they're called, but, like, it comes with one eye already done. Or when you buy it, you draw the first eye. And then whatever the, the like, thing you're getting it for, like, you're wishing for or whatever, it's, or this, like, the event you're getting it to, like, complete the task you complete. When you complete the task, you finish the other eye. This is news to me. Gary, you know what I'm talking about, right? I have no clue. <laughs> you might as well be talking about llama hydras. There were companies that made that toy in our scene. Show it to me. Send me a link. I don't know what at... it is. Look up the Mukaru card game and you'll see the guy. Dude, I, how do you spell Mukaru? Oh, jeez. He already spelled it. M-O-K-U-R-U. Leave all this in, too. <laughs> Makaru is the name of the the like thingy you're doing tricks with. I not think the so. Yeah. 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 So Makaru is is one of the names. It calls it a fidget stick, but it's basically like a little weighted stick toy. And the game is to like George said, do stuff with it. But I was asking about this, the little Dharma dude, the little characters that come with it. And I thought they, I didn't know that. Is that what the ones where you draw the eye? On the little character? There's there's a thing. There, it's based on something. I don't know the name of it because I'm terrible remembering anything. 
<laughs> I'm trying to. I'm reading. Right now, someone is listening to this and just yelling at us. <laughs> I'm trying to scroll through and see if the Kickstarter says what the name of the toy is. I don't think so because they're not like this. Isn't like related in any way to it, and they just have that like art art style of that little figure. It's like they're usually like a little round ball, like little round head, and like they have. You draw the first eye, and then you're like you have the task <laughs> that you're trying to complete, and then when you do it, you draw the second eye. Wait, wait, explain it one more time because I'm not really clear on what this is. How have you guys never heard of this thing? <laughs> I literally just googled toy where you draw a second eye to see if I can figure. <laughs> as far as right. this, as far as this card game, I think that the toys I, that you're looking at, Teresa, I think they're called Daruma. Yeah, like, Dar- okay, I said Dharma, which was a poor. Yeah, poor way to say it. Daruma. Oh, here, the Wikipedia. Okay, hold on. I saw something about drawing an eye. Daruma, that's it. That's the thing. That's the so thing with the eye? made those. Look, the eyes of Daruma are often... Blah, blah, blah. The Wikipedia has the answer. The eye of Daruma are often blank when sold. The author described the oversized symmetrical round blank white eyes as means to keep track of goals or big tasks and motivate them to work to the finish. The recipient of the doll fills in one eye upon setting the goal and the other upon fulfilling it. George! Knows what he's talking about. Damn it, George. (laughs) You're just dealing with an ignorant host here. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Somebody at freaking five points had one. If, If I had mentioned five points, would you guys know what I'm talking about? No, I just met. I thought it was called a Dharma, not a Daruma, and that's what threw me for a loop from the beginning. But now I gotta look up Daruma designer toy. There's a whole bunch was, of Darumas. Yeah, I just here's one by PNL Toy Works artist Patrick Leon. Yeah. Oh, Black Drove did one. Oh, Rado Kim did one as a box cat. <laughs> did Art Junkie do one? We had to draw a third. Everyone's done one of these in the scene. It's been on the Toy Chronicle. It's been on Spanky Stokes. Everybody does this stupid thing. How have you guys never heard of this? Because Teresa I... kept calling it Dharma. And honestly, George, every time I see the toy, the second eye is completed. I've never had to draw the second eye. There was even a VAG series for it, Gary. Oh, geez. Then you should have definitely heard of it. Oh, my God. I, I've seen this this character but I, I always thought it was a Dharma, which was just me and my inability to read and pronunciate. Well, PCs too, so. She's probably well, never seen Lost and she's saying Dharma for some reason. Have you <laughs> ever seen I, Lost, Teresa? The mo- the show? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I watched Lost. Okay. Just checking. I just can't, I just didn't know. And, and I just, I didn't know the history behind it. I had no idea that there was a story behind it about goal setting. Well, anyway, You've that game is funded, and if anybody wants it, it looks fun. I'm a cracker. <laughs> oh man, I, you're right though. The little pieces are cute, and actually, I'm I'm kind of intrigued by this uh this toy, this flipping toy, trick toy. Yeah, it looks fun. It does look fun. Unlike doing this show. <laughs> All right, let's get it. You guys come up with something. I did my piece. <laughs> George out. <laughs> There's your toy history, too, apparently. Well, I've never heard of that. Yeah, see, we kind of combined two in one. Oh, well, so many people are yelling at us more than usual this episode. I mean, me not knowing Picara and then the Daruma Dharma thing. Hopefully they're laughing. 
Well, and I was even going to bring up another one, but I'm going to be dumb because it's Hebrew Brantley. They Oof. just did a, a solo show at Rotofuji. Yeah. And I know he's a very well-known artist, and I know there's been some designer toys, but my knowledge stops there. Oh, that's the I guy that does don't... those, uh, like the Flyboy or something like that it's called, right? Yeah, the Flyboy yeah, yeah, wearing that... the goggles. He's huge. Yeah. His stuff's... Everything's sold out already for that show. Oh, yeah. That stuff sells like crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of people are making on him being the next cause or something. The only reason I know it is because Ben and Kevin like it because it's hype stuff. Right. It, it's it's definitely like his stuff is, is pricey and it sells and it's limited. And I think even Rotofuji, to try to help give the chance for people to get their hands on original piece, one of the items in the show they did lottery style. But um, it's it's very cool work. But yeah, I mean, when I think of his toys, that's what I picture is the boy with the goggles and then like kind of like an aviator hat. Yeah. But again, this is a toy show and you're talking about hand embellished prints. Well, but he sells toys. Oh, he does a bunch of toys, though. He does, but the show has no toys in it. We should not be talking about this show other than it's held at a toy store, Rotofuji. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right gary what did you bring i didn't bring no let me say you didn't bring shit i brought some, George, you know what? i did all the prep screw you guys i'm gonna bring some real news to the toy show for once i'm gonna introduce some politics into our program today all right let's hear so, your let's hear your raving about trump again again what <laughs> that post you put in our group oh the one where clem went off like a madman yeah that one was I posted that because I wanted people to be aware of the tax of the tariff taxes coming to our, our industry, but I didn't realize it was going to go that south so fast. So, but yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. So there is going to be a 10% tariff tax on Chinese imports to the state. So things like computers and toys and shoes and whatnot. And that was supposed to begin in September, but this week we learned that that's been postponed until December 15th. So oh. that gives companies a little more time to prepare, decide, make the decision making, and also probably help out with holiday sales. So, it okay, it affects people having to buy things from China that they need to make things, correct? Uh, I think it's going to affect even bringing in like yeah. vinyl toys and stuff. Yeah, anything that's... A lot of there's there are going to be some exclusionary products, but most of the stuff, toys, monitors, shoes, clothing, anything that's manufactured in China and imported to the states is now going to have an additional ten percent tariff. So now companies are now having to look for production outside of China or manufacturing outside of China, Vietnam, Korea, Thailand, or have you, or they're going to have to just potentially raise the cost of their of their merchandise by 10% or, or eat the, you know, or keep the prices the same and just eat the, uh, the tariff cost. It's not good. What com- what no. is coming is not good. So what, I mean, do we know in the scene the, like how prominent China is China production? Cause I know there's, you know, Very. is that the majority you'd say? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know what percentage, but it's a large percentage, probably 80% of any mass-produced toy, whether it's designer toy or mainstream toy, is probably being produced or manufactured in China. So that additional 10% uh, tariff that's going to be hit by uh, the toy industry is not 
good at all because there is such a thing as called price elasticity, which is the ma- the demand of a product when only its price uh, price changes. And they've learned that there's a breach point on things on toys, especially with the mainstream toys where a parent goes into a Target or a Walmart and they kind of already have a set price in their mind, but they're not willing to pay more than. And so an action figure potentially, you know, breaking the $10 price point or a board game breaking a $20 price point, that's the breach point where people aren't going to support that product anymore. And I think our side of the industry might be a little more prepared for the uh, price elasticity uh, going on because our collectors kind of already are been paying higher prices for the smaller run independently produced stuff but our side of toys definitely has that breach point too so it's definitely a concern and the toy industry as a whole is going to be greatly impacted come december 15th i mean what happens to things like blind boxes when you know they have to raise up prices to go to 15 bucks you guys already hate that kind of stuff you know yeah i think i stopped buying blind boxes when they Hit twelve dollar price point. It's like the gamble of it was no longer fun. I'll just seek those out online in an open box format. So I think you're right. That's exactly what I was talking about with the price elasticity and the breaching of price. I think once these, it's especially with these smaller ticket priced items, that's the area that's just definitely going to be impacted the most. I don't know about the high end, more expensive um, price things because people are probably willing to. If they're already willing to spend that much, wants a few extra bucks more. But the smaller priced items. Yeah, it's not good, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I'm I'm even wondering if people will lean. Well, I guess it just depends, but I, I don't know. But I feel like there's always people wondering how they can get some stuff produced, and I feel like it's just going to deter it even more. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Well, hopefully this postponement to December 15 will help companies get the additional time they need to seek out other avenues for manufacturing. But unfortunately, a lot of the companies are all probably seeking out the, the same factories that are outside of, of China. So, And I don't think really that many are going to be looking to the States because it's just not affordable to produce here. So um, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's hard too because it's not like we're, we have people pumping out thousands of stuff so that cost can kind of be spread. You know, we've got mm-hmm. people producing at small amounts so yeah and it seems I like the re- amounts have only gotten smaller as the scene has gone on yeah i agree with that well yeah we're just a very small percentage of the world that wants to spend a 100 bucks on a toy-like object that's why our parents and friends think we're crazy and speaking of the world i want to move on from the tariff talk to another part of the world that again how politics is affecting our toy scene so those that who may not be familiar Going on in Hong Kong right now, there have been 11 weeks of protests and riots due to an anti-extradition bill protest that have been going on out there. Um, So those not familiar, even though Hong Kong is part of China, they are actually an independent territory within China. So up until 1997, Hong Kong had been under British rule. And then in 1997, uh, China, the People's Republic of China, took over Hong Kong. So Hong Kong has retained its autonomy and its laws. So they are actually more democratic in nature versus mainland China, which is socialist. Um, So that is that one country, two system term or quote that you've probably been hearing mentioned a lot over the last couple of weeks. Anyways, there was a bill proposed by the Hong Kong government that has the main, just Hong Kongers and its visitors uh, in fear that if this is actually passed, that their the, the autonomy of the region and their basic citizen rights are going to be undermined. 
So do I have that correct, Teresa? Yeah, there's actually, uh, I read a New York Times article because I, I kind of was hearing pieces too, and I'm not good at keeping up with either politics or news. But it, what you described it is as a pretty good high-level way of saying it, and Hong Kong people were not happy about it. And it created this essential divide between Hong Kong, those in Hong Kong basically wanted, wanting to fight and support for the current rights they have, but then China saying, you know, we have a right to imply new laws and you're still a part of China. So there's been a bit of butting heads between the two. But this political divide that started to happen between Hong Kong and China it's kind of starting to bleed into the toy scene, kind of like the Trump stuff, right? Yeah, but this is kind of hitting on a more personal level, it seems, because once you divulge your personal opinions and stuff, it can definitely affect relationships, especially working relationships. And that's kind of what we've been hearing is happening in this case. It's affecting uh, working relationships between Hong Kong artists and companies, and even collectors kind of want to know where their art, other artists stand on this issue. And one instance where we know this has been publicly announced is that due to Fluffy House showing a public support of an independent Hong Kong and no extradition bill, basically Pop Mart has made an official announcement that they have released and will no longer be producing product with Fluffy House. Really? Yeah. Basically, I think there was a divide there and essentially by supporting what's been going on with protests and sort of what Hong Kong is siding with, since Fluffy House sided with them, they basically broke ties. And there were actually things that we talked about last episode that we saw for Fluffy House releasing at BTS. Um, and then once we saw and dug into it, we realized that they actually cut ties and Fluffy House is not going to be at BTS. And actually some of the news that we discussed, like the new Fluffy House blind box series is actually um, no longer happening. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, I think some other artists may have been pulled into the discussion as well, but from, from what I've seen um, and dug into, and like I said, you know, WeChat and Weibo are not um, English-based apps, so it's a lot of translations and kind of digging in and trying to piecemeal, but it, it looks like it was just uh, the Fluffy House Pop Mart relationship that was affected by this, but it is a bit crazy to see um, politics coming in and affecting the toy scene and I don't know. I, can't, I don't know. Let's, eh, let's move on. This is a real downer, just like politics always are. Just news in general is always a bummer. Our job is to be a little more lighthearted and make people laugh. So let's move on from this and just, well, let's just say it's, you know, it's a bummer that political views have gotten in the way of us seeing some awesome toys that Fluffy House have made and that they've had a part ways. But it's really, it's the biggest thing that matters right now is that we hope our toy family out there in Hong Kong and China, we know you're going through some tough times. And we just want to say we hope everyone stays safe and hopefully things settle soon. But as far as we're concerned, let's move on to something fun and lighthearted. George, what do you got? <laughs> oh, back to me, huh? Here, I know. I'll save the day. Let's segue from politics to our sponsors. So for all your designer toy needs, wants, and desires, you can visit three awesome stores, 3DRetro.com, StrangeCatToys.com, and MyPlasticHeart.com. If you visit MyPlasticHeart.com and happen to live in the States and spend $75 or more, be sure to use our promo code TOYFAM at checkout and you'll receive free shipping on your entire order. Also, if you visit StrangeCatToys.com 
and load up that cart. Use our promo code MARSHAM at checkout and you'll receive 10% off that entire order. Otherwise, to stay on top of all the latest and greatest in designer toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com. Did you all happen to see the animated stuff, that, like animated promos as a couple companies did this week? What does that mean? So it was, uh, we saw some, oh my God, the L word again. The animated LaBooBoos <laughs> that Pop Mart did. They were kind of <laughs> dancing around, like kind of like Alvin and the Chipmunks playing guitars and stuff, just being rambunctious. And then the other one was Super Plastic did a 3D animation of Pete Fowler's hench character. It was an animated promo for their Glow in the Dark release. It actually happened today. So it was kind of nice to see the characters animated. It gives you something to watch, gives you a sense of the personality. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't really don't care to talk about hench. I never even cared about the toy before. I only talked about it because it was animated. Uh, I have to say, though, okay, I have to say, though, I by seeing it animated, I do like it more because when I was seeing the stills, I mean, it's kind of like a creepy Yeti monster dude and he's got a grill, so he looks like He's kind of this hardcore street guy, but in the animation, I don't know. It makes it look more like a, like a fluffy kind of monster, more monsters in Gesk. Like I feel like he'd be a teddy bear. He wouldn't hurt me. I could hang out with him. Have you seen it, George? He, Have you looked it up while we're talking? Uh, I got the email. Oh, an email. You're Wait. talking about the, you're talking about the hench thing, right? Still. Yeah. Yeah, but the animated, um, the animated social posts. Oh no, I haven't seen that. I don't care about that figure. <laughs> what is going on this episode? <laughs> uh, no offense to that figure. No. I don't care. I don't. I don't know. I don't care about. I don't know. I don't care about it. Uh, it's just I not. Just for, have... Let me. T- it's not Chris for you. Reiniac, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take your words again. It's not for me. Once it's... again, Reiniac is mentioned every single episode. <laughs> and it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Let's talk about, we're talking about international stuff. Let's talk about some things that get lost in translation. All right. What do you mean? Well, I have to say the L word again. La boo boo. Of course you did. <laughs> Hold on, George. I'm going to put it in the doc for you. Oh my gosh. Why is this? <laughs> what doc is this that you keep referencing? Not the doc. Not the doc. Your, our chat window. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me find it. I can never seem to find our chat window. Uh, it's on the main page where your okay. face is. So let's let's move over to things that are lost in translations with some international toy designs and, and stuff like that. So again, I'm not supposed to say the word, the L word, but I'm going to Labubu. There was another one released for Beijing Toy Show. It was a Labubu Tumblr. But George, click open this link that I sent you and tell me what you say. It looks like he's jerking off. Right. <laughs> and it looks like he's basically like a and the other guy's going, it's A-OK to masturbate. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, you he looks be- like he's jerking off and like giving you the OK symbol. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm, know, I'm sure be, that's not what really... it is. Good God, can you hear me? Yeah, why? You keep talking over everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then you keep talking, and I'm like, I don't even think you can freaking hear me. <laughs> oh my god! Well, 
people don't realize is that drives Teresa absolutely nuts. You, but I you fix it in I fix it in edit, and they have no idea. That's they awesome. have no idea that you literally just talk over me the entire freaking <laughs> time, and I want to smack you through my phone. <sighs> that was good. Continue. Well, well no. <laughs> played. I'm not gonna talk. I'm done. Keep going. Talk to yourself. I can't even get a word in, even after you know and are aware. This is why I think sometimes I talk rushed, rushedly. Like I'll I'll be talking and like this, and I'm really fast because I'm just trying to speak in your breath. Well, I I apologize. Going forward, I will be more cognizant to let you speak. So, getting back to what we were talking about the uh, the masturbating and the boob, but George, the funny part of it is. Is Teresa is the one that brought it to my attention. She saw it. So if Teresa's seeing it, everybody has to be seeing it. I was like, it's cute, but it's kind of dirty. And that's what I said. I said it looks like he's kind of, you know, going to town. Can you say jerking off, Teresa? No. Master, but can you say masturbate? Because that's, that's the normal clinical term. It's, they're both, I mean. Dirty. It's doing the dirty. It's, I kind of want to. <laughs> Nothing wrong with <laughs> masturbating. Everybody does it. It's just weird it to see it in toy form. That's all. I could say beat the meat. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> that, is, that is way worse. <laughs> right. I mean, so, it's the first thing I thought when you, when I pulled over the picture. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, this is super cute. So what it is, it's like a. When it says tumbler, really, I think what it means is one of those kind of bobble toys where you could sit and you can kind of knock it back and forth, kind of like, like a the um, wobble. Yeah, like a weeble wobble, like the old friends with you toys. But it's basically so it's that kind of pear shaped toy. It's pretty big. It's pretty cute, right? It's got Woo Woo Boo's face, the little ears, but it's those hand gestures that I was like, oh man, like those are really dirty. If they didn't have the hands, it'd be really cute. But um. When I saw it, so I was like, okay, that looks super dirty. But I was like, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be some other, like, cultural thing or something that's influenced by that we're just misinterpreting. Some kind of symbol or statue or thing. So I start Googling around, and I think I searched Thailand statue. And then I found – let me see if I Google Thailand st- – yeah, I, I Googled Thailand statue pose. And I started looking through the images, and lo and behold – there is a statue, and I'm trying to find it so I can say. Is it a Thai? It's like a Thai Buddha statue, but apparently it's like a. There's like a hand gesture the statue makes, and it's more of like instead of, you know, the hand gesture of what it looks like, it's really just like two fingers are touching your thumb and your index touch one is placed up kind of in an okay symbol but the other you twist and it's like your palm is upwards but on that Lububu toy it definitely does not uh does not translate especially if you're not very familiar with that pose is it fair to say that you're not going to pick it up then <laughs> I think it, yes i think it's fair to say so wait, is that what a Lububu is that guy that yeah, I still don't know what Lububu is yeah, I mean, that's him on that shape. Does he always have that, like, menacing grin, like he's really going for it? 
Yes, yeah. that's the little boo-boo face and the eyes, like the typical. But damn it, George, we were talking about last week how the toys kind of gotten tainted a little bit from the licensing, and now you've absolutely ruined it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a new segment for us. Every once in a while, we present a toy that gets lost in, like, international translation, whether it be a name or a pose or whatever. I like it. I like lost in translation stuff, so... Okay, so let's try another one, though. This one also comes from Teresa. This is something that she saw that she sent to me, and uh, I kind of see it, but I want to see how you feel about it, George. So I'm gonna. this is the Mini Rabby by, produced by Unbox. So I'm going to send you the link and tell us what your first thought is. All right. Uh, it looks like chocolate bunnies. Okay, look at the little one. No. I just see chocolate pie. It's just the way he's sitting. I don't see it doing anything bad. Okay. Teresa, what did you say? Because I'm kind of with George on this one. I just don't... It may just be I don't like the sculpt. I just don't like the position of the bulgy, fluffy part. Because you were saying it looks like a scrotal sack or something? No, it doesn't look like that. No, it's, it's like just, pushing its little—it's pushing its little fat down with its hands. I don't know. It's just the way that the legs are sprawled and pointed up, and no, nothing wrong with this one. Yeah, I think you got an extreme sensitivity because I didn't see it I either. Think... But you sent it, and I didn't. I—I'm like I—I I forced myself to see a scrotal sack in here because you sent—you I... said there was something here. I don't think it's a scrotal sack, but I think it's your fault. I think you've ruined me, Gary, because you always find these weird hidden things in toys and ruin them. And now I feel like I've got, like I an- overanalyzed. Yeah, that's my fault. I apologize because I know I've definitely tainted a few toys for you just because I've seen mainly penis shapes in them. <laughs> but um, so this is a toy that you're not going to pick up the mini Rabby. I just can't get over that weird bulgy fluffy piece okay how is this episode is this a train wreck terrible yes it's the <laughs> <best> episode ever <laughs> whatever it needs to stay exactly as it is and everyone needs to hear how bad no we one's, are no one's, I, why would you ever listen to the show this is so this is why i edit because if i leave it exactly the way it is i would never tune in again well this, this is how you feels... kill the show play this one in its entirety no edits oh my gosh this one feels especially bad. I don't know why. Maybe I used up all my mojo trying to do all this prep. There you go. Maybe you just didn't have the mojo you thought you did. And this is how we Yeah, are. Maybe I'm just, yeah, maybe I just never got it back. Maybe it was a <laughs> false positive last week. Damn. All right, let's try to, let's try to save it. Uh, okay, so let's move on. Let's move on from this one. Okay, I want to bring actually. Okay, I want to bring up something that's kind of exciting. Okay. There was some news that came up uh, after we recorded, and um, do you all know Momiji dolls? Yes, I know. Yes. Do you, Do you know who those are, George? What is it called? Momiji dolls. Yeah. Okay, so for those that, that may not know who are listening, Momiji dolls is uh, it's a company based in the UK. It's a pretty small company. But they produce these um, resin dolls, 
they're usually um, like humanized. They're not typically like fantasy or characters or anything, but they'll be themed. They'll be Halloween themed and Easter, so it's seasonal, but also just um, just cutified little girls. And they've got their messenger dolls. So under their feet, it's a little slot for a little message slip that you can you can um, gift it and send a little note on or, or whatever. But anyway, bomichi has been for, around for a while. And that's actually one of the toys that pulled me into this scene. It's something that I've been collecting for a while now. Um, I'm not as hardcore as I used to be, but I still follow them. And surprisingly enough, I thought it was pretty surprising, um, but exciting. They're actually doing a collaboration with Popmart and releasing their very first vinyl blind box series. Um, Which is amazing. Been... I saw it and it looks so good. Yeah, it's so it's circus themed and they've been, I think, 10 plus years been making these resin dolls and they've never done anything like this before. So it's really, really exciting. And it, like you said, it's great designs and it's a really cool opportunity. And I feel like honestly, by them attending Beijing Toy Show, that's probably helped create that connection for them. I feel like that's kind of, it was actually in the Toy Chronicle article, right, Gary? Talking about how Pop Mart uses the two shows that they have, BTS and STS, to kind of create different artist relationships. So uh, it seems it's paid off for Momiji now, and they're getting their first blind box series. But it's super cute. It's, it's awesome. It's the first time Momiji is going into a vinyl form. It's the first time they're going into... Uh, a blind box form usually like you said it's kind of released always as a as a one design exclusive always in resin form so these ones are going to be actually a slightly different size than the resin ones they're going to be vinyl and they're not going to have that messenger um, aspect to the design anymore i heard there's going to be a card inside the box with it but there's no insert for the messages to go on the other side underside of the toy but all that aside, I absolutely love this series, and it just makes absolute sense for them to be working with Pop Mart and finally getting a blind box series. Just, the theme is great. For those not familiar, Momiji Dolls is designed all by one artist, Helena Stamulak. You can find her on Instagram, Lala Friends. But she's so good. Her design sense is amazing. Her color palettes are incredible. So yes, I am ex super excited about this, and honestly, I'm probably going to pick up an entire case of these. You're going to buy a case of toys, Gary? Yeah, I think so. This is an amazing series. I love the theme. I told you I love circus theme. And really, every design in this series is, there's not a weak one on the bunch. Plus, I love Momiji. I want to help support them. So, wow. the one. Look at you. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of shocked here. Gary Ham buying a case of blinds. Now you got to do an unboxing video. No, I don't. I don't see oh, myself gosh. doing that. You know, well, so what's interesting, I think, so on the flip side, you know, we're familiar with this kind of stuff, right? Different artists or companies branching out, right? We were even talking about how the boo boo's exploding. I'm now I'm going to say the L word, but the growth they're having and they're getting into licensed stuff. Just kind of how you were talking, how you were having kind of some easy feel, uneasy feelings about, you know, the direction they're headed in. What was really interesting is because I've been in the Momiji world for so long, I'm in a lot of hardcore Momiji. Momiji collector groups on Facebook and so when the news came out when they announced they were doing this series it was really interesting seeing the reaction of the hardcore collector base and unfortunately a lot of people were really turned off by it and so 
um, like reading through the comments, people were saying, I don't want to do blind boxes. I like the fact that I can always just buy a design I like. I don't want to have to sit and try for try for a billion boxes, keep trying to find the one I want. A lot of people were saying they didn't know how they felt about the change in material because all the Momijis they have right now are resin and it's not going to fit in. Um, people also talking about the size difference and how they like the cohesive look of all their current Momijis and they don't like that it's going to introduce another size to the platform because that's something they've been experimenting with lately is um, they've actually introduced three different sizes now, but most have been their typical standard about three, four incher. But so it's really interesting kind of seeing those people that if they're really focused in the Momiji world and may not know a lot about designer toys or blind boxes that they had a kind of a kind of negative reaction to it. And, um, I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it before. Anytime there's a really hardcore collector base that are really into a very specific thing, they really seem to not like change. I mean, course toys, I think is a really good example. I remember when I jumped in the scene, it was because of the omens but I was looked down upon because I wasn't really into their old school stuff. I just liked their more cuter stuff. And a lot of the hardcore course followers thought the omens were complete shit and like hated them and didn't want them at all. But I don't know. What is up with our scene? Like bunch of, they're a bunch <laughs> of babies. I say, wah, wah, wah. If you don't like it, don't support it. They're still going to be making the other resin Momiji dolls that they're known for. This is just something they're, else they're exploring and it's a cool new platform it's vinyl it's going to be cheaper than their resin ones if you buy a case you get them all there's no so there's no chance if, unless you don't want them all you just want one or two then yeah you're gonna to have to find it on the secondary market but there, i don't think think there's any reason of, con of concern here it's just they've been doing momiji for over 10 plus years let them try and explore new avenues and go with them if you like it. If you don't, stick with the resin ones. Who cares? Elitists are annoying. I agree. Well, and it's also like, I feel like every artist does that, right? Like, they're going to try and explore different things. And you think about, I don't know, some people will do handmade resin at first because it's something they can do on their own. And people really get into that and really like resin. But then they finally produce their first final toy. And there's always going to be those people that are like, Oh, but I really like it in resin. Well, on the flip side, there's people out there who maybe couldn't afford the handmade resins and are super excited that there's finally a vinyl piece. So, yeah, yeah myself I included. I love Momiji dolls. I love Helena Stamilak. She's the artist and designer behind the Momiji dolls. She, I just adore her work. It's just great color palettes, great designs. But I've never been a big fan of, of resin-based toys. So I own several Momiji dolls. But now that they're going to be released in a, a vinyl form from Pop Mart, that's I love that. I absolutely love I really am excited to finally get a vinyl Momiji doll. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about losing the message doesn't care. No, you don't care about that part? I No, did anyone ever use that in the first place? I certainly didn't. Yeah. As a collector, I didn't. I mean, I left the little paper in there, and I once I gifted a Momiji doll to someone and did write on the paper. But as a collector of just the toy and not as a gift, no, I could care less about the little paper inside. Same, but at the same time, it's it's not a deterrent, and I think it's actually really cool that it's there. I know when people have come over and they've seen them, 
I would always surprise them because I would turn it over and show them this other little thing that it does. And they're like, oh, oh, that's really cool. So it's a nice surprise. I've just never actually used it. I've always kept these things for myself. So I've never gifted one and wrote happy birthday or happy anniversary or whatever on them. But I'm very excited to actually be talking Momiji dolls on, on the show, actually. This is one thing that you and I always shared in common outside of the show, but it's something that we've ever talked about on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Momiji has always been sort of an in- interesting company where it sort of delves into our scene, but sort of doesn't. It kind of lays on the line because you're right. I mean, they could be – there are some people who come out and would buy it as a gift because they in- they do that intentionally. Along with doing seasonal toys, they will name them things like explore and thank you and treasure or whatever. Treasure is not one, but explore and thank you with the intent that – you could buy the doll named thank you, gift it to someone as a thank you for something. Or the explore one, if you know someone who's about to go travel or on a trip, you could send it to them. So they've always had this sort of collectability to it, but also meant to be a gifting style. And mm-hmm. this is just leaning more into that collectability side. And I think you make a good point. There's people out there who, whether they were too pricey or they didn't like the material. I mean, these things, since they're vinyl, those resin ones, they're great. But, I mean, I'm nervous all the time. They're going to fall and mm-hmm. chip. and Most of mine are sadly have some sort of chip or scratch on them. That's because I've moved several times since owning them. And I wasn't as careful as I was supposed to be. But So, yeah, I'm excited about these being in vinyl. And I'm also very excited for Momiji to be collaborating with Pop Mart because I think they're, it just makes sense. It's a perfect alignment in my mind because actually the Toy Chronicle did an interview. Andy Hung did an interview with one of the CEOs of Pop Mart. And in there, they were he was kind of talking about their demographic. And Pop Mart really is in, t- in touch with their demographic. But they were saying their demographic is between the ages of 18 and 35, urban white collar employees and students. And primarily 75% female. So wouldn't you say that is pretty much the Momiji doll fan base too? Oh yeah, more. I mean, it's, there are very few men. (laughs) That's that's what I mean. It's like Pop Mart. Yeah, they're putting out a lot of product. Yeah, they're, but they're so in touch with their consumer base. I think a lot of these other toy companies in the designer toy scene, they talk about wanting to make cute stuff and whimsical stuff to appeal to the female collector base but they still seem very masculinely ran. A lot of the dot designs tend to lean masculine and whatnot. And Pop Mart, I think, is by far the best at tapping into that female collector base. I agree. I mean, you know that that's, that speaks to me and their stuff. I can't, I'm constantly seeing series after series after series after series that I love and I'm getting better about enjoying with my eyes but yeah I mean they they definitely are you know they're they know what they need to do and they're hitting they're hitting it appro- like I can't even speak Gary what's it called where you I don't know what are you talking about where you put the arrow in the middle <laughs> the target bullseye is that yeah, he's hitting the bullseye. Yeah, they're absolutely doing that. They're they're hitting it every single time. Who's ever creative directing over at Pop Mart? I imagine it's a few people, but they're extremely in touch and in tune with with their with their fan base and their collectors because they're doing a phenomenal job. And it's not they're not only creating series that are just for the female collectors because I know tons of guys that are also buying into a lot of these series too. So they're just doing an all around great job at crossing over into 
seems like all consumers. Yeah, they they definitely they found the right formula for cute. I have to say, because there are you know different toys that also will pop up where I can see they're trying to lean cute or lean kind of more feminine, but they just aren't hitting the mark. They're just not they're just not there. Like I look at it, and I'm like, I kind of like it, but I don't like it enough to buy it. But Pop Mart, they've hit that sweet spot, and I see constantly series after series where I'm like, I really like that. I really like that. I really like that. So they're doing something right. And I think the the exciting thing about this Momiji collaboration is, again, we are talking about the trends. And once they pick up an artist, they tend to do repeated series. So I hope it does well. And it means we'll continue to see various Momiji blind box series in different themes released over time. Does, yeah. does Pop Mart hold licenses? Like the way Kid Robot has licenses. So if they bring in somebody... Can they put licensing licensing stuff on other things? Like, would you, what would happen if there was a licensed Momiji? Would you like it? Hmm. Maybe we, it'd really depend on the license. I'm sure. I'm sure they would find one that would actually I would absolutely adore. But as far as Pop Mart, I don't think they do a lot of licensing. I can't think of anything offhand license that they've done. Usually, George, it's primarily just theme type series that a lot of people can relate to but not necessarily based off of a license nice yeah yeah they they do have some licenses but from what i can tell they they i mean they will use them but the majority is artist collaborations so um i just think i think the other thing interesting thing too is that it to me it definitely is very clear that bts and sts are are kind of critical to them. I mean, we, you know, the artists we've talked about back when we talked about SDS, we're starting to see series through Pop Mart with them. And now Momiji, who's been attending BTS. And I don't know, it's intriguing. Like, I I feel like if you're looking for an opportunity to potentially collaborate with Pop Mart, you may want to look to get your butt over there and network. Anyway, right, let's wrap I don't know. This up. George is done. <laughs> No, has it been that bad, George? Time to wrap it up. <laughs> George. You gotta take your kids to the park. <laughs> well, George has spoken. Enough said. Let's wrap this up. So we'll eventually find our mojo back. It wasn't this episode, but until then, why don't each of you take a brief moment and let our listeners know where they can find you? I don't know where my mojo is, but if you want to find me on Instagram, you can check me out at tmhawk24. George, you're taking over next week? Uh, let's say two weeks. <laughs> we got right. a big deadline at work, so I'm a little bit okay. packed right now. All right. Uh, but I can, next week I will be able to talk about PowerCon. Um, we're going to PowerCon this weekend. So What's the, PowerCon? The annual He-Man and She-Ra convention. Yay! Yeah, maybe we'll take next week off. Oh, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, where can people find you, George? Uh, at uh, Double G Toys on Instagram. All right. I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. This has been the Martian Toy Hour. We're trying to do this every single week, not because we have to, but because Teresa wants us to. <laughs> so until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. 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 That was tough. That one was a struggle. <laughs>